If you're in a war, would you give your enemy a list of your people? The Biden administration is in full defense mode trying to deflect anger over their irresponsible bungling of the Afghanistan withdrawal. But it's even worse than you can imagine. That's our topic for this episode of Analysis Behind the News, where we provide the perspective and the plan to help restore American liberty and independence. The Epic Times reported earlier this week that Secretary of State Antony Blinken and National Advisor Jake Sullivan confirmed that the U.S. had given lists of names to the Taliban. Just exactly what names are still being debated. However, Secretary Blinken said, you'll share names on a list of people on the bus so they, the Taliban, can be assured that those are people that we're looking to bring in, Blinken said. And by definition, that's exactly what happened. Well, folks, he may want to spin it in that way, but here's another way to look at it. The strategic decision to close Bagram Air Base instead of using it for evacuation can't be an accident. Neither was it an accident when the Biden administration was asked by the Taliban if it wanted control of Kabul and the administration said it only wanted the airport, bringing the perimeter way too close to the airport. Nor was it an accident to rely on our enemies to protect American soldiers, citizens and allies to get to the Kabul airport. Nor was it an accident to decide to pull down troops first instead of clearing out citizens and allies first. These decisions directly led to the deaths of 13 American service members and at least 100 Afghans, in addition to all the beatings and killings of Christians and allies that had been reported of the Taliban going door to door. It also wasn't an accident that the Taliban knew exactly where to go to find these people, and it wasn't an accident that the pro-American Afghan government folded so quickly before the Taliban, an enemy that was nearly wiped out several years ago, but has now taken over nearly the entire country. Nor was it an accident that the U.S. has spent trillions of dollars and sacrificed nearly 2,500 American soldiers battling an enemy and propping up a regime that failed even before the door hit us on the backside on the way out. Nor is it an accident that thousands of Afghanis were not properly vetted and flown into America before Americans. Nor is it an accident that as of August 30th, the last American military plane left Afghanistan, leaving behind hundreds of Americans. Now, we can say that these were not accidents the same way we can say that none of this had anything to do with stupidity or ignorance. Because if they had been, wouldn't these mistakes, stupidity or ignorance, have at least worked out in our favor once or twice? If we rule out accidents, stupidity, or ignorance, then what's left? Planning. During a time of, time of war, common sense says that you don't entrust your safety with your enemy. Congress has long abrogated its constitutional duty of declaring war. It holds a large responsibility of this failure by not properly acting and not holding the proper authorities accountable. Instead of declaring war, Congress partnered with other countries under the structure of NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, to lead an offense into Afghanistan for defeating the Taliban after the 9-11 terrorist attack in 2001. In 2014, NATO officially pulled its support. From a New American article in 2014, it reported, AP quoted U.S. Army General John F. Campbell, who assumed duties as the commander, of International Security Assistance Force and United States Forces Afghanistan on August 26, 2014, 
who said foreign troops now will focus on training and supporting local Afghan forces, which have led the fight against the Taliban insurgents since mid-2013. The Afghan security forces are capable, Campbell told AP. They have to make some changes in the leadership in which they're doing, and they have to hold people accountable. A spokesman for the Taliban told AP that the militant group would continue to fight until all foreign troops have left Afghanistan. The history of Afghanistan is as tragic as the history of the United States to fight wars for globalists. No foreign power has been able to successfully establish a working government within Afghanistan. The Founding Fathers certainly advised against it. Yet for decades, American congressmen and presidents have ignored the constitutional limitations of their offices and the Founders' advice. In his farewell address of 1796, President George Washington wrote, the great rule of conduct for us in regard to foreign nations is in extending our commercial relations to have with them as little political connection as possible. It is our true policy to steer clear of permanent alliances with any portion of the foreign world. But as the founder of the John Birch Society, Mr. Robert Welch, pointed out in 1958 that the United States, as well as other countries, are targeted by communists for takeover. He wrote in the Blue Book of the John Birch Society, a part of that plan, of course, is to induce the gradual surrender of American sovereignty piece by piece and step by step to various international organizations, of which the United Nations is the outstanding but far from the only example. While the communists are simultaneously and equally gradually getting complete working control of such organizations, both sets of steps, which were short and insidious at first, are now being steadily increased in both length and brazenness, until one day we shall gradually realize that we are already just a part of the worldwide government ruled by the Kremlin, with the police state features of that government rapidly closing in on ourselves. This worldwide government is what proponents call the New World Order. So watch what happens to Afghanistan. China has already made investments into the country, even though it was never involved in the war. Rather than engage in military war, it used its neutrality to profit from the war. For instance, Art Thompson wrote in his book, China, the Deep State's Trojan Horse in America, as a result of our incursions into the Middle East, China picked up the mining and oil. In some cases, such as in Afghanistan, our troops even guarded the roads from the mines so that the Chinese didn't fear attacks on their oars and thus received the profits of war. In other words, we fought the war and the Chinese profited. You can bet China will use its Belt and Road Initiative to further invest heavily into Afghanistan and, along with Russia, creating opportunities to sap whatever natural resources it can from Afghanistan. Not to, not to mention taking advantage of the illicit drug trade, especially in the way of opium. Unfortunately, the United States has a history of so-called blunders at best and what can be considered treasonous actions at worst for helping build up our enemies. Many American politicians have given quarter to these enemies of freedom for generations through war, materiel, foreign aid of all sorts, CIA espionage operations, withholding support for allies and looking the other way. Had it not been for the globalists in Congress and the deep state bureaucracies operating outside of its constitutional limitations, America would not have engaged in nation building, nation merging, nor would have it engaged in self-destructive measures as deficit spending, dollar devaluing, racking up trillions of dollars in debt, 
and have led the charge for the current wave of immorality firmly embedded in our culture. Nor would it have followed in the footsteps of those countries that have fallen to the allures of communism. Those pushing a new world order, a great reset, a godless society, a service-based economy, and a freedom for all, except when it comes to pandemics, do so in direct opposition to the founding principles of this country. If America is to survive, it needs to recognize that the war for freedom it currently finds itself in is not accidental. And the so-called blunders are not the result of stupidity or ignorance. What we're witnessing is a plan going according to design, meant to dismantle our sovereignty, independence, and along with that, our liberties and freedom. To win, we must get back to the prescription of freedom as created by the Founding Fathers. We must obey constitutional limitations, nullify at all levels of local, county, state, and federal when the limitations are broken, and provide the educational and organizational means to do so. If you're not familiar with these limitations and the tools to rein in an overreaching government, then it's time to go through our Constitution is the Solution workshop. These are occurring throughout the country as hosted by members of the John Birch Society. Ask your local coordinator if one is in your area. You can also view the six DVD set online or purchase the DVD set and its accompanying study materials. Links are in the video description. Then share these with others. Finally, join the John Birch Society to meet others in your area who are making gains on restoring our liberties and freedom. I'm Bill Hahn for the John Birch Society, and until next time, stay informed, stay active, and be bold, patriots.